your community station. Lisbon's 98FM. Hiya, you're back with the Jewel Case. And we've got another special guest this week. This time, my old friend, Ryan McGrody. Say hi, Ryan. Hey, hello, hi, hi, John. We're taking it back to 1991, the year that Ryan was born. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pre-Nevermind, baby. So we're uh, looking at a load of albums and tracks released in the year 1991. This is The Mock Turtles. Can you dig it? Turtles with Can You Dig It? We had loads of fun looking for 
all of the best songs from 1991. Yeah, there's a few uh, a few exceptions, I guess. It's hard to cover. It was a great year for music. You mean it exceptions to the rule, as in there were some bad songs or just some great songs? <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard thing to cover. Like, yeah, I think you want it to, to flow. I guess I was blown away because if we had it on this for a more recent year, I think it would have been much harder. So if, if you're listening at home, you are listening to me, John Darcy. Uh, this is The Jewel Case. And I have a special guest this week, uh, my friend Ran McGrody, who you may know from playing guitar with loads of different bands in Northern Ireland. Hey, turn that phone off. Bad radio etiquette. So Ran, I guess, burst on the scene. He exploded. <laughs> in the noughties with uh, Future Chaser, a band based in Derry. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I guess we made the pilgrimage from Derry to Belfast in 2009. And yeah, I just met loads of people, I suppose. Started going to all the gigs. It's a really good time, I think, to move. Yeah, and uh, that was a bunch of guys who met in school and uh, ended up with a song on a big TV advert <laughs> out of nowhere. That was great. Yeah, that would that happen? Yeah, look yeah. around you by Future Chaser. Please look that up. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite songs. And um, yeah. and then, uh, well, concurrently as well, uh, you joined the Wonder Villains. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, a bit of crossover because Kieran from Future Chaser is also in the Wonder Villains. And uh, you guys released. Uh, when did you release your album? I guess it was. Uh, I was always saying last year, but I suppose since we've crossed over in 2016, it came out in the summer of 2014. Whew. So a while ago now. And I was one of those friends and sad fans who went to like too many of your gigs as the Wonder Films played their way around Belfast um, over the last couple of years. I think we were sympathetically paired together for support gigs, and it was a good match. Clearly, we're still friends, you know. We were, I think, it was the first time we met at a gig in Andiani's. When yeah. it was Andiani's. I think I actually got your EP or something then, too. Wow. Oh, I actually bought your EP in Cool Discs in Derry. This wow. Is, I know this is like the fan switch around in this conversation. Hold on, um, was that seal in return? Do I need to go to Cool Discs to claim that fiver now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, it was recorded in this room that we're sitting in. So it's That's steeped right. in rock history already. Yeah, you're, so, you're sitting in uh, the, the music room in my humble book. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's a bit tidier than it was back then. Do you um, have a name for this room? Uh, yeah, the green room because uh, I'll just describe the scene to the listener. There's green curtains, uh, lime green uh, wallpaper, uh, a nice forest green carpet, and a big green sofa. But you've been in this room countless times over the years, jamming and uh, doing like mixing for music projects. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's like second home in a way. And speaking of music projects. Just this week, you're announcing your new musical project. Can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah, it's called Beauty Sleep. It's, I guess, a three-piece kind of dreamy pop band. I guess by the time this airs, there'll be a track online that you can find. And yeah, it'll be a new new adventure, you know. I've heard some of the material before it's been released. It's great. It's so good. And, oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. It's more synths and keyboards, and you're bringing in new influences, new things that I haven't heard you do before. And you're writing a lot of the songs and you're singing lead vocals on a lot of the songs, which I haven't heard you do before. It's absolutely terrifying. It's great. <laughs> What's it like now progressing from the wingman to the frontman? Um, it's, it's, it's a strange experience being completely comfortable on uh, the sort of uh, edges of a stage. But when you cross over towards the centre... It becomes a, a whole new thing, I guess. I've always liked to be in the centre of the stage. Yeah, I'm a good foil to that, I guess. You're a great foil. I'm like uh, Clarence from uh, Bruce Springsteen's band. 
You can, you can be whatever you want to be. That's fine. <laughs> um, but let's take it back to the point of uh, the afternoon. John, why are we doing this? So why why are we doing this? Well, I've asked Ryan to come on the show. Um, I've, I've, I'm trying to get more people here because I realised after the first couple of shows like I can only be so interesting in an hour's time and I think you want to hear some stories from other people who are interested in music around Belfast sort of area so I think Ryan's the perfect person to come in and share some of his musical influences and we were thinking of uh, some potential little themes because I always like to have a little theme to our playlist and a reason to dig into the CD collection because we could just play all your favourite songs but... I like there to be a thread and to tell a story. So you came up with a great idea last night that it would be all songs released the year you were born. Yeah, well, I've just recently turned 25. You know, I, I thought back to, wow, 25 years. That feels sure like a milestone in my own life. And I was like, what happened 25 years ago? And uh, I lots guess of, some stuff happened. Lots of stuff. Lots of big albums celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. And lots of one-hit wonders as well. So we'll be covering both bases. <laughs> The next track we're going to play, not necessarily a landmark album. It's surprising that they did become such a defining band of the era, considering this just sounds straight out of like the sort of Stone Roses guitar playing book or something. Yeah, it really is that Stone Roses guitar, sort of funky bass. This is Blur, from their album released in 1991, Leisure. This is There's No Other Way. There's no other way There's no other way 
that was Blur with There's No Other Way from 1991. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. I'm sensing that um, I'm going to say 1991 far too many times over the next hour. Yeah, you should just make a little sting you can play. It goes 1991. <sighs> That's good production tricks. I mean, I, that's all I have. Ryan, you should get on the radio. <laughs> well, it's, uh, I don't know. It seems like that's the ship's full. The ship's full? No, no, there's plenty more around. Okay. Jump on in. So, There's No Other Way by Blur, and they went on to bigger and better things, didn't they? Not that that wasn't great, but they fairly eclipsed so many other acts over the following decade. Yeah, I guess this is pre-Britpop here. When did that happen? Like, 94? Yeah, mid-90s. Post Nirvana. Well, uh, the next track we're going to play is sort of segueing us sort of in towards early Britpop. Kind of Manchester vibes. Yeah, we're leaving Madchester and we're going somewhere else. We have um, an amazing landmark album called Screamadelica. Hit it! I was blind, in the world <laughs> yes um, what's coming next well as I said we we're sort of like we get, we're in, in Britain we're only really getting ready for Britpop so I mean there is some really nice jangly in- indie stuff happening I guess we've got Teenage Fan Club mm-hmm. um, a ride doing things yeah was this post that enemy mixtape the famous one C86 yes. huh. so I guess it's just coming out of that as well but across the Atlantic now, still jangly. Things are still happening. We have one of like I guess the biggest indie bands ever releasing a pretty big album. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is I, well, I guess it's kind of funny. This is probably like um, probably one of the bands that I've really inherited from my parents, and that like I remember being in the car with my mum and always having 
uh, like automatic for the people and, and this album um, it's R.E.M. Uh, play, play. <laughs> sorry what was that I, I just I, that's something I'm through um, yeah so R.E.M. were definitely probably a band that influenced more of my tastes as I got older into my teenage years um, because they're just so I guess they're one of those classic bands but because of that I picked their NAFA song which they hate but I love I have seen you so many times walking around the house, um, probably sometimes in a dressing gown, uh, playing this song. I think it's up there with that Talking Heads song. Yeah, not released in 1991, or... Yeah, oh, we were really hoping that a good Talking Heads song or album was released this year, but we couldn't quite find one. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of the Talking Heads song you really love? This Must Be The Place. This Must Be The Place, I mean, yes. You know, that's an obvious one. But that's yeah, just well. your soul song like your soul mate that's your soul song isn't it <laughs> but after following that I think is I think Shiny Happy People is following that your second soul song so can I just say whenever I saw the video for this song I couldn't believe they weren't Irish I just thought like I have some reason in my head just everyone looked like my uncle or auntie and uh, is there any descent there is there any <laughs> Peter Buck McGrorty um, from the album Out of Time Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. is this song enough? no Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. And you're really in a bit of a tiff about whether that's like a, a cheesy R.E.M. song or a naff R.E.M. song or just a great song. I think it's it's more R.E.M. or, you know, than I am. Right. Because, um, what well, they used to be really early 80s punk and sort of more credible maybe and then this maybe yeah because I just said that they were the probably one of the biggest American indie bands are they an indie band or are they a pop band or does that question even matter is that a silly question to ask um, I'm not really not sure anymore but maybe that's okay have you ever seen them actually I've never seen them live no I, fun story I had a sleep in a um, 
<laughs> and uh, you know that car, like a scenic? What do you, what do you call them? Uh, uh, no. Well, it's like kind of a people car here. And I, I slept in it behind their set on the main stage of Oxygen in 2007. Wow. <laughs> so, so you just slept through their whole set? I, I sort of slept with their whole set. I wouldn't say it was because it bored me. It was just because I was very tired. And you didn't even get up to even go around and have a wee I mean, I, I saw the hits near the end, or near the start. I can't remember which pole I sort of dived, but, you know. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of bald singers... <laughs> <laughs> and the question of indie versus pop, uh, or not indie versus pop, but how you define a band. I guess another one of those bands that are like slipping in the nether regions or in the, the liminal space between are the Pixies, uh, who were definitely a bit weirder. When did everybody start like loving the Pixies? Like, what year did that happen? Probably around you the know. time they just reformed and uh, early two thousands. The label started marketing it again, um, and they played massive shows with like the Red Hot Chili Peppers in Ireland, and then suddenly yeah. they were like mainstream big uh, editorials and magazines. You know, digging up their uh, discography and explaining it all. That sort of thing. And this was like perfect time for me when that whole happened. Uh, perfect time yeah, for me to yeah. get into the Pixies because I was like a Weezer fanboy at school and then the Pixies sort of were unearthed. It's just amazing when you get to hear, like, I, d- I remember hearing Monkey uh, Gone to Heaven for the first time, listening to it like, you know, 30 times in a row and like couldn't understand why it made me so like happy. And you don't get to hear classic songs again, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, this is really the sort of the tail end of their trajectory. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit harder to pick from Trompe Le Monde, which they released in 91, um, a real representative song. So instead of that, we're just going for one that I really like the riff of, UMass, which is named after University of Massachusetts, which is where Pixies are based from, or were based from when they started playing bars. And so many great stories about them and just the weirdness of Frank Black or Black Francis. And yeah, yeah. Like the boredom of touring in their early days and like shuffling the set list nightly and then maybe doing it just alphabetical order one night and <laughs> you should plan your radio shows with the same sort of principles <laughs> maybe I should <laughs> if you can spot a, a special ordering system or pattern to do with my sequencing of song in the geocast please email in or tweet me at John Darcy Music I guess keep rolling my hairstyles <laughs> <laughs>
oh yeah, we forgot about like one of the big things that sort of reinvigorated an interest in the Pixies was Fight Club. Oh yeah, because of uh, Whereas My Mind was that f- like the final song. Stop. Do <laughs> <laughs> ever give me as an excuse to sing on the radio, please? Just have you been trying to keep it to singing minimal? Yes. Yeah. I, I, or I singing think, minimalist. I think I sung a little bit of Regina Spector's strings when Kieran was in. <laughs> if, if you want to listen back to any previous episodes of the Jewel Case, uh, you can check out thejewelcase.johndarcy.com, and that's a plug for that. But otherwise, we are on every Tuesday at eight pm. So please listen live if you can. Um, and we have our special guest tonight, Rand McGordy, taking us through the best songs from his birth year, 1991. And uh, we've come in out of the Pixies, and we're going to go straight into oh, right, yeah. a mega, mega album. I can't um, believe it's taken us this long to get here on the playlist. Even. We, had to, we had to sort of build up to this because like, Pixies cited by Kurt Cobain yeah, yeah. as one of his biggest influences. You probably know this better than me because I'm a real greatest hits proponent when it comes to Nirvana. Okay, okay. So you can probably fill us better in on the history of the lead up into uh, Nevermind. Well, I kind of, I don't know, I suppose by now I kind of assume that everyone's life was completely changed by hearing Nirvana and uh, <laughs> maybe that's, I don't know, silly or it's just plainly not true. But I know like... I think it's because it was so huge by the time I got around to it. Um, you know, that that was the thing that made me go back and hear, you know, the Pixies and hear Fugazi and hear, like, you know, all, like, 80s hardcore bands. And, and it's kind of an amazing, like, place to start to kind of open your mind to all this other music because I listened to horrible music before that. Um, we, I think EG. We were, well, <laughs> we were talking about uh, Iron Maiden was number one on my birthday. So, you know... <laughs> There was that, and there was there was other uh, stuff. You big kiss, man. Kiss for a big, uh, <laughs> a yeah. big infant. Well, Nirvana covered kiss actually. I mean, it all links together. It's all themed, John. It's so, all themed. like, Nevermind was when grunge, I guess, hit the hit the mainstream. As that, that's what rock <laughs> yeah. journalists say. Um, and we're we are going to ignore some other landmark grunge that came out this year. Uh, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Soundgarden. Uh, I just don't. I just. I just can't do it, Ryan. Yeah. Well, like, this is as much grunge as I can afford <laughs> to put on this. Uh, otherwise, people just probably stop listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know, obviously, it's dated a lot better than this yeah, is great production of this whole album. Um, the the you know that that series like behind the album or whatever how how the album was produced. Uh, they did one on uh, Lou Reed's Transformer. They did one on Bob Marley and the Wheelers, and uh, the one on Nevermind is great because Butch Vig shows you like all the isolated tracks and tells you all the stories about Kurt and uh, there's a personal story but also the production story so interesting if you're into how music is made and the craft Mm -hmm. that goes into making an album so without further ado we'll play uh, one of the hit singles of um, Nevermind um, but not the one that's completely going to make us cringe uh, (laughs) to our bones Uh, this is Lithium I'm so happy Cause today found my friends You're in my head I'm so ugly That's okay Cause so are you Broke up here's Sunday morning It's every day for all I care And I'm not scared Light my candles In our days Cause I found God Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Nirvana's seminal album, never mind. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what to say about it. I did say that we were going to avoid grunge, but actually, I can't avoid this next grunge band um, because they're cool. I really did go through uh, collecting all their discography period like collecting it all on CD like whenever you would go to different record shops when there were more music shops say in Belfast yeah and you'd go to like the S section and flick through (laughs) and try and find the one that you didn't have so I maybe started with Siamese Dream yeah and then got Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and then made the weird segue into Gish then did you ever see them live when they came to Belfast they played yes. quite a fam- were you there I was, I was there and as it, well in case you, you don't know who we're talking about we're talking about the Smashing Pumpkins yeah they played the King's Hall in what 2007 maybe 8 yeah I'm sure eight. someone knows but uh 
I think it's the most surprised I have ever been at a concert. Like, I think in my head I had a completely different idea of what the Smashing Pumpkins were to me. Like, I, I had picked my own aesthetic through their work, and and in my head Billy Corgan was just forever on an ice cream truck playing, you know, <laughs> great choruses. And then when it descended into the proggy forty-five minute jam sections, and he was wearing that big long black cloak, I uh, became confused, and uh, then my feet started to hurt. It was exactly what I was expecting. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Blissed out solos that only he was really interested in playing. It came full circle because that first album, Gish, that they released in 1991, which we will play a track off in a second. Yeah. uh, It was just full of jam. Yeah. There's really funny, um, is it Earphoria, the DVD or the the VHS, I guess, when it was originally released, which sort of charts their first two albums. in, on their videos but also documentaries and sort of funny skits that they did and there's one where they're with like someone like Butchvig and they're doing a, a send up of the recording process right? Okay. which I guess was actually like pretty fraught because there's the stories of like Billy sort of kicking the rest of the band out and just wanting to record everything with Jimmy yeah, the yeah. drummer and not letting Darcy and is it James James the guitar, yeah I think. Uh, not letting them near anything <laughs> and uh, but he's like to camera doing this sort of joke about the cab of the amplifier being filled with like tortured children and that's how they get that sweet fuzz sound <laughs> um, so well anyway we're going to go right back because this was their first album released in 91 before it all went sour or maybe it was sour from the start I don't know <laughs> uh, this is Smashing Pumpkins and it's actually not a song that Billy Corgan is singing on yeah it's someone that sounds a lot like you he actually let someone else sing on this one it's Darcy the bassist of the band and this is called Daydream it's the last track on the album if you ignore the fact there's a secret hidden track yes my dear Daydream by Smashing Pumpkins and uh, a little hidden gem at the end of their first album, Gish. 
Darcy sounds so much like Kim Deal on that track. Yeah, yeah. So much like Kim Deal that we were tempted to Google in case Kim Deal had actually made <laughs> a special appearance on that album. <laughs> so we're totally going to fly away completely from grunge and rock and all the guys with guitars now uh, to highlight what was probably a really landmark moment in hip hop in 1991 with a tribe called Quest, The Low End Theory. This was like a hit single of that album. Q-Tip, rapping to his finest and fine voice, as always, this is Check the Rhyme. You know what's a great word? Sophomore. was fitting it was i the abstract and me the five footer i kicks the mad style so step off the frankfurter yo fife you remember that routine that we used to make spiffy like mr clean um um a tidbit um a smidgen i don't get the message so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon you're on .5 all the time tip you're on .5 all the time tip you're on .5 all the time tip but then grab the microphone and let your words rip now here's a funky introduction of how nice i am tell your mother tell your father send a telegram i'm like an energizer cuz you see i last long my crew is never ever whack because we stand strong now if you say my style is racked where you're dead wrong i say that body and el segundo then push it along you be a fool to reply the fight was not the man cuz you know and i know that you know who i am a special shout out peace goes out to all my pals you see and a middle finger goes for all you punk MCs cuz i love it when you whack MCs despise me they get vexed i will next gonna contest me i'm just a fight MC who's five for three and very brave on top remaining no home training cuz i misbehave i come correct and full effect of all my holes in check and before i get the butt the gym must be a wreck you see my aura is positive i don't promote no junk see i'm far from a bully and i ain't a punk extremity of rhythm yeah that's what you heard so just clean out your ears and just check the word check the vibe Was so rumping that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall when we used to rock uh-huh. those fly routines on your cousin's block? Um, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080 Record company people are shady So kids watch your back Cause I think they smoke crack I don't doubt it Look at how they act Look off the better things Like a hip hop forum Pass me the rock And I'll score them with the corn And proper What you say hammer? Proper Rap is not pop If you call it that then stop Yeah. 
That was Check the Rhyme by A Tribe Called Quest. Mm. Big year for hip hop. We had De La Soul and they released De La Soul is Dead. We had Marky Mark with Good Vibrations. <laughs> uh, we don't have time for everything, of course, but we do have a time for a lo- your favourite hip hop song from the year. Yeah, a classic. A classic. And you know, you were very impressed when I told you that I actually had the CD. I've seen it today. I give a real tangibility to everything, I think. This show's all about the tangible factor. We're threatened by digipacks. This is called, <laughs> this show's the jewel case for a reason. This is where I like to, you know, delve into the CD collection. And It's great that CDs are finally getting a home again. You never walk on, a, like, an old, uh, you know, charity shop and you see CD racks. They have no purpose anymore. Well, just sad. send all your CDs to me and I'll be happy to sort through them. A P.O. box. I need to get a P.O. box for the Jill Kiss show. Uh, you are listening to Jill Kiss. I am John Darcy. If you want to get in touch, uh, just tweet me at John Darcy Music. And my special guest tonight is my old friend. For You may know him from The Wonder Villains. You may know him from Future Chaser. You may also know him from uh, that sort of super group at the minute, A Bad Cavalier. You hang your hat on many a door and uh, you operate under many guises, uh, singer, guitarist, bassist, producer, recordist, everything. And now you have a new project that we'll all be hearing about uh, over the next coming weeks, Beauty Sleep. Yeah, I hope you play something on the show. No, I, I'm sure I'll make some time for it, it. Wait, is this like corruption? Is this like payola or something? Is it, you know... No, they're banned from Lisburn. Um, <laughs> the uh, you're doing your album launch. No, you're, you're like a single launch, is it? It's like a, a yeah. It's a first thing. It's your first gig. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Talk about the cart before the horse. Yeah. 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 Well, it's happening on the 26th of February in the Bar Sub in Queen's Students Union in Belfast. Uh, we're gonna have friends, old and new, supporting. So that's Beauty Sleep, and I I, I know I know for a fact there's an amazing uh, support band lined up for that too. But I don't know if I am I allowed to say or I might be. T- top secret it's top secret at the minute but I'm sure by the time you listen to this someone will have leaked it on Twitter yeah uh, me, what I was probably. what I was saying before uh, we got diverted uh, was that another landmark uh, hip-hop track came out this year uh, released on the album the Simpsons sing the blues do the Bartman yo hey what's happening dude I'm a guy with a rep for being rude terrorizing people wherever I go it's not intentional just keeping the flow fixing test scores to get the Dropping banana peels all over the floor I'm the kid that made the thing with CNR Last name Simpson, first name Bart I'm here today to introduce the next phase The next step in the big Bart craze I gotta dance real easy to do I learned it with no rhythm and so can you Ooh, So move your body if you got the notion Front to back in a rock-like motion Now that you got it if you think you can Do it through the music, that's the Bart man Yeah, do 
Why, man? That was Do the Bart Man from The Simpsons Sing the Blues, released in 1991, which I have on compact disc. What, what other hits are on it, or what's, why did this happen? Uh, other than, you know, okay, you're testing me now. Uh, I can't actually remember any quiz. of the other songs because Do the Bart Man's like the lead one, but it's mostly, you know, the voices of The Simpsons, you know, singing, like, at least into a jazzy numbers and stuff. Um, okay. Oh, cool. Can't remember. Uh, I should have done my research. There, there is a f- maybe a couple of, like, celebrity voices as well. But speaking of celebrities, uh, sounds like Michael Jackson. In that track, uh, it's definitely influenced by. Well, he was on The Simpsons, wasn't the he? Of, he was at least. Or no, or was he? Was he not? Uh, he had to play like an, you know, a, a, it couldn't be credited for contractual purposes. Mm-hmm. Or something. Was it actually him, or was it not him? I think it was him. We like to think in our hearts it was him. Uh, loads of famous uh, musicians on The Simpsons over the years, and some who actually released a lot of uh, landmark music in 1991 too. Some uh, that have actually been on this program yeah, already. So I guess so far we played REM. They were on The Simpsons. Yeah, I was at uh, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. He's been on The Simpsons. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think um, Blur were on The Simpsons. A bit too UK centric. <laughs> but uh, some of the other acts we haven't been able to fit in, squeeze into the R slot, have been on The Simpsons. I read Chili Peppers, who released Blood Sugar of Sex course. Magic yeah, yeah. Uh, this year. Um, they were in The Simpsons. They were in The Simpsons. And you uh, too. Who released Acton Baby? Oh yeah, they were yeah, in the yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, how do you play a U two song? Practice? No, that wasn't. <laughs> 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 oh, you got me there. You see, sometimes you're just so dry. Uh, I just don't know this. Uh, but we couldn't. Sorry, sorry, you two fans. We couldn't fit in um, any songs from Acton Baby. Uh, but please do get in touch and let me know which one you would have liked me to play, and uh, I'll have a think about it. Uh, we're moving away from America. This is so good. I forgot about this track. Yeah, just take a little time off and okay. enjoy Massive Attack. On I'm gonna Finnish get more Symphony. comfortable in this chair. Mm, recline. Ooh.
That was Unfinished Symphony from Massive Attack's trip-hop masterpiece, really. Uh, Blue Lines, released in 1991, the year of your birth. Yes. How yeah. does it feel to be as old as that music? <laughs> I've been in pretty good company so far, I suppose. So, so far, some amazing music came out in 1991. I mean, we haven't been able to play all of it. Salt and Pepper released uh, Let's Talk About Sex in 1991. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, we avoided you 2 and all of the sludgy grunge music that came out that year. But I feel like we very narrowly missed Chesney Hawks. We very narrowly missed Chesney Hawks and the one and only, which we were going to close the show with until we thought better of ourselves. <laughs> uh, Dizzy by Vic Reeves, which I know you're not that familiar with, but uh, yeah, yeah. a great, great sort of comedy record, but also just a great record. Public Enemy, we missed out. Oh, uh, um, God. They, but by the time what I about get Northern Ireland, Ireland, we didn't really. I mean, there was wasn't. We didn't feel there was an awful lot to. I mean, sadly, there wasn't an awful lot you could really. No, it was in that sort of transition period from post punk into what would become one of the biggest bands uh, to emerge from the island, therapy. The, the part of the Ireland. Uh, well, I was thinking of Ash, but yeah, also Therapy, two of the biggest bands, I yeah. guess. Two, the, the two biggest bands of the 90s, along with Divine Comedy, but that's three. Uh, <laughs> but, but in 1991, Divine Comedy and Ash hadn't really done anything, but Therapy were just beginning and they released that Baby Teeth EP, yeah. uh, which had some nice tracks on it. But unfortunately, again, we don't have time for everything. We missed out on Fresh Prince, and Jazzy Jeff, Summertime, Summertime as well, yeah. and The Divinals, I Touch Myself. <sighs> Oh, and you really wanted to hear uh, Kraftwerk, uh, their remix album, The Mix, was out in 91, but uh, we haven't had time to play a full song, but uh, you have heard some of it throughout the show underneath our voice in beds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lenny Kravitz, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Tom Petty, Learning to Fly. I, yeah, we just thought he didn't feel like 1991. And Talk Talk. They had a big album, Laughing Stock, out in 1991, and Julian Cope had Peggy Suicide. Just... A bunch of great albums, classic albums, but uh, I guess the biggest song from the year that we definitely had no chance of playing was Brian Adams' Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Oh, wait, hold on, we've missed out in November Rain as well. Oh! This has been a... Guns N' Roses released two albums that year and we've oh, avoided we both one of them. Song. Um, well, it's too long. <laughs> no. You've also heard Underneath Our Voices as uh, some orbital... Belfast uh, Belfast uh, and The Orb as well we've had underneath because they all released music in 1991 but we're going to finish with uh, a classic Irish album yeah that is another as I keep saying seminal landmark album um, I just want you to say sophomore at least once I, I don't think this was their sophomore but no. if it was their sophomore you got it um, but since it's not you can't say it sophomore but um, yeah have you seen My Bloody Valentine like in the flesh yeah um, no, I mean, I remember uh, getting sent, um, uh, definitely this song and a couple more off the album from like, maybe friends I had that were a bit older over like MSN Messenger when yeah. I was like in my teens and it was kind of really like life changing probably because it, I, I totally like, I didn't realize you could do this. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. I think that was probably the statement running through the head of every person in a band when they heard that for the first time, I'd say. Yeah. I imagine being there at the time and it was dropped. I think it is like a notoriously nearly bankrupted, I think Creation came out on. It's like, it's I'm not sure what the figure is, like, you know, a quarter of a million or half a million or something spent on a. On like a lo-fi, washy, chorusy, you know. If you're going to overdub but, that amount of guitars, you got to be able to pay, pay the studio money, time. You know, it doesn't anymore, I guess. So so inspirational to many a shoegazer. 
Yeah, um, how about you? It'll influence your pedalboard. Uh, you know, I'm not much of a pedalboard connoisseur. Pedalboard real estate is not something you're investing in. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening and you're not sure what a pedalboard is, it's uh, you know the way guitarists have different sounds that they have coming from their guitar, and the pedalboard's the wee thing you have on the stage, and you just kick them, and they make his guitar sound different. <laughs> and my bloody Valentine, I think maybe not pedalboards. They probably just had like pedal stages. You probably just walked around the stage and hit on different reverbs and echoes and chorus pedals and flangers and everything. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a lot of time looking at your feet, I think. Yeah. There's a great Instagram account that I think we both follow called Boots and Boards, which is dedicated to uh, the point of view of guitarists looking down at their boots because they're mostly wearing like DMs or some sort of boot and their pedal board. <laughs> Have you been on Cats and Amps or Cats on Amps? Cats on Amps? No, I haven't. It's no. very good. Um, also, uh, Rigs of Doom. Rigs of Doom's a great one. It's all the big massive amps that are just ridiculous in the PA systems. I'm thinking Cats on Amps, uh, th- there was no cats in the vicinity of the recording of My Bloody Valentine, Loveless. Well, there is some screeching, but I don't know if that's... Uh, we're going to end the show with My Bloody Valentine, but before we do, thanks Ryan for coming... Uh, uh, Thank you so much my for having abode. me. Uh, I do record the geocase in advance of it going out on air, but it does air every Tuesday night at 8pm and you can catch it on Lisburn's 98 FM, Down Community Radio and Bangor FM. Uh, but you can listen again uh, on iTunes and on Audio Boom or on uh, the little blog page, which is thegeocase.johndarcy.com. You can get in touch with me at John Darcy Music. And if you want to get in touch with Ryan, Ryan, what is your uh, Twitter handle? It is... Uh, I think it's Ryan McGrorty, just my name, which is difficult to spell. All one word. Ryan McGrorty, all one word. Any any last words of um, condolences for the listeners who have had to uh, put up with our sporadic jaunt through 1991 over the past hour? Just like to publicly apologise. Um, no, it's been a lot of fun. It's it's hard to compile really a playlist like this. Yeah, and especially when the carpet is covered in as many compact disc empty cases and things as it is now. It's a messy house. We now we need to go and clear up. But thanks for listening. Uh, this is my bloody valentine when you sleep yeah night night